In between the two clubs, they just played on Saturday and the Islanders got the 5-2 victory. Tough run here for the Oilers, just 1-8-3 in their last 12. We are live in Studio 99. My name is Reed Wilkins and pleased to welcome back to the face-off show from Sportsnet. It is John Shannon. John, how's it going, man? Good, Reed. How are you? Good. Good to see you uh, in Edmonton. Man, you're like a, boy, a frequent guest, a welcome oh, house guest. Oh, how about a nomad? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, how I, much? How much do this, you travel for the not, job? Not much, really. It's it's uh, not like I used to. I was on the road every week for every week of the season for gosh, 18, 19 years. So, but it, it it's backed off. And then the, there was a time when I was working in New York. I actually still lived in Toronto and commuted to well, New that's, York. That's convenient. Oh, I know. Well, actually, with traffic in Toronto, it was probably easier <laughs> probably for me quicker. to go to LaGuardia Airport than it was to uh, go downtown Toronto. But so now. It, I, uh, but I like it. You know, I'm a Western Canadian. I like coming back to the West. This is really Edmonton and Calgary, particularly Edmonton, is really where I, I got my career break. Yeah. You know, I produced the Oilers hockey on television starting in 1979. Uh, got to do all six Stanley Cups on television. Uh, so this, this is, is it home? No, it's not home. But I am so familiar with people here, so familiar with the city. Uh, have a a passion for hockey on television and uh, the Oilers have a special p- uh, place for me. Well, I, I mean, if people have read uh, Battle of Alberta by Mark Spector, uh-huh. you, you have great perspective in there on, on getting those games on nationally and, and poking some people in eastern yep. provinces. We yep. know which one we're talking about, saying, hey, sure. you might want to televise these games to everybody because they're pretty entertaining. So, was it was that the impetus? How how much were you involved in eventually going to the doubleheader on Saturday well, I, night? That was that was that was me. That was you were the driver. Yes, uh, yeah. My boss and I, Alan Clark, who ran the CBC Sports Department, and I, I got rehired by Hockey Night in Canada after being at uh, the other network to do Olympics. I got rehired at CBC, uh, and we started the doubleheader in uh, January of 1995. And that's, uh, you know, there's a whole, there's two generations now that think that Hockey Night in Canada has always been two games on Saturday night. And, and you know, when I was a child, it was, uh, if you were an Albertan, it was Saturday at 6. Yep, that's way when I was a kid. Saturday, was Saturday at one 6. One game. One game, which was really good because if the Oilers played Saturday at 6 o'clock, it was... You were done by nine. You actually could go out and have some fun. But another thing, too, I was talking about this with a, with a buddy a few days ago. If... The, the Canadian team was on the road, yes. they would not be on. Like, it was hockey night in, in Canada, Canada, not just with the Canadian yeah. team, but in Canada. So if it was Edmonton at Colorado right. a Saturday, that would not be not on. Be televised, you'd, no. you'd get, you know, Chicago at Montreal or whatever. Yeah, and, and you know, with the fact... My, my big career break, Reed, really was... I, I got moved to Western Canada and ended up producing all four Western Canadian teams at that point every week. So I was on a plane to Winnipeg, a plane to Calgary, a plane to Edmonton, a plane to Vancouver constantly for 26 weeks of the regular season. And then by then... But you were living in Toronto by the time? I, I actually, in the end, I moved to, I moved to Calgary. Okay. And because, much more central for me to do everything out of Western Canada. So, so it's Smite Division, basically. I was a Smite Division Minus guy. Minus LA, uh, I guess. But. Uh, and and that, the, the positive side was that we got 20 trips to LA. When you think about it, <laughs> that's a good point. When you got when you did all four Western teams, you ended up going to LA to do their games too. So it all it, listen. I've uh, I've never had a real job. I played in the sandbox all my life and uh, and continue to do it. And it all started with uh, with the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks and the Winnipeg Jets in '79, and then the Calgary Flames the following year. Well said, John Shannon from Sportsnet here joining us on the Faceoff Show. We have the Oilers and Islanders at. 
seven. We uh, both of us will have uh, busy days on Monday. Obviously, Sportsnet will have the uh, trade deadline coverage. We're going to be extending our coverage uh, centered around Oilers now on Monday, starting at 11, maybe earlier if the Oilers do something major. I don't know if the Oilers will do something necessarily earth-shattering, but tell us your impression of the guys being held out here in Ottawa. Well, I mean, I, listen, I don't think they'll even last till Monday. I think, you know, I think Stone, Duchesne, and Dezingo will be traded a lot quicker than that. I think, you know, we're going to be talking about the possibility of, of two of those guys potentially actually signing longer-term contracts with their new teams by Monday, uh, when you think about it. Um, you know, Mark, to me, the, the whole week that's gone on, it's been really a strange week. It's been a lot quieter, I think, than most people realized it would be and mark stone's the linchpin to all this he becomes the one player that people think if they get that puts them over the top so does that mean the islanders lou lamorello is an aggressive guy lou lamorello knows how important it is for this franchise to win can mark stone fit into what the islanders do can can he fit in columbus can he fit in winnipeg you know the the jets have not played well of late now they've got buffalo out needers out Ehlers is probably coming back on saturday so, but Mark Stone, can he be a difference maker for, for the Jets? And, you know, he's a Manitoba kid. Right. Would probably love going back to win a Stanley Cup with the Jets. Um, but, you know, they, you know they, then they have the challenge of making sure that they can keep these guys long term if they give up lots of prospects. And the Jets, by the way, the Jets have a ton of prospects. They got a lot of young guys that they could play with in order to keep Pierre Dorian and the Senators happy. All right, so that's interesting. Maybe those three, uh, you said by Saturday possibly? I, I think they'll be gone a lot. I think they'll be gone before Monday. Before the, Monday, okay. Uh, and, and something, to, I keep getting told things are going to heat up on Saturday. Panarin? Columbus? Well, here's the interesting thing with Columbus. So you look at the standings. Columbus is in that three dash wild card yep. spot in the Metro. Uh, and they can't afford to lose Panarin scoring. So if they do trade Panarin, they have to get value that in back, back that helps them right now. It's, you know, they're not looking for a first-round pick. They're looking for someone, probably a centerman, that can jump in and be in the top six. Uh, you no, know, ideally, they'd love Panarin. Right. But he's made it known that he's got a new agent. Uh, he wants to go to free agency. He wants to play in a big city. He wants to play in Florida. He wants to play in New York. Uh, he, he likes the bright lights and sunshine. Uh, but, in, but the challenge is, is if you trade Panarin and get futures for him, you're, you may miss the playoffs. They, they're, they're a team that's, that dearly, it's a small market team, it's smaller than Edmonton. They dearly are feeling the pressure from ownership to make the playoffs. So they have to make the playoffs first, and, if, and the risk they may take is losing Panarin in free agency for nothing. John, before I let you go, Oilers general manager search. Do you get any sense of how? I, I mean, look, I, I, we got a couple months left here, almost a couple months left in the regular yeah. season. So I, I know we're probably not looking at a hiring until the spring. But do you get the sense Nicholson's really got the machine working here, or what do you think? I think uh, the one. Listen, I've known Bob a long time. I think what Bob does is he does his due diligence. He does his due diligence well. Um, this is not going to be a knee-jerk reaction. He has talked to a ton of people, a, to, uh, a ton of people around the NHL already about how the organization should look. Because that's, that's part of this process too, Reed, is, is who fits in where? Who does what where? Um, do they go with, we talked about Columbus, they have a president of hockey operations and a general manager. 
do the Oilers do that similar concept? Uh, so to me, that's all part and parcel. I, and I don't think they do. I think he's made the decision they're going to hire a general manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he has to go. I, I, and I think he, he's finally at the point now where that next step of, of talking to people is about to occur, about to happen. And, and it, it is going to take a little longer, I think, than most people anticipated. Because let's face it, the best candidates are still working. Right. Uh, and that's why they're the best candidates. And, and I mean, that's a, that's a chicken and an egg, right? I mean, if you're out of work, why are you out of work? And so from that perspective, I think he's, he's probably going to start it. We're going to start hearing dribs and drabs that, that uh, the process is ongoing. Uh, and he's going to do the right thing. And I think you're right. In the spring, we'll hear of a new general manager for the Edmonton Oilers. And, John- and, and how, deep, how deep that structural change goes for the Oilers. How does that affect the scouts? Right. I mean, this is not just hiring one guy. This is hiring a, a person that has a philosophy to rebuild this organization quickly, to keep the fans happy, and to get a winning product on the ice as soon as possible. John, it's great to see you. Stop by any time. All right, Reid. That is John Shannon from Sportsnet, live in Studio 99. Oilers and Islanders are going to drop the puck at 7.